Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. If you missed it, the big stories of the day uh, so far is a, a new podcast from Jeff McLean with some sourced info about what the Eagles are looking for from Jalen Hurts, kind of with the mood of this locker room, how they feel right now, and all of it has me thinking that I don't think this run is coming. I don't think a big turnaround is coming. And frankly, like, like would you be surprised if they lost one of these next three games? Yes. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I'd I, be surprised. I, I don't trust this football team enough uh, from that standpoint. If I felt like this was a close, connected team, yeah, that they, they'd pull it out. They'd they'd win all three of these games, and they'd it, it, it turned into boat race season and mm-hmm. and 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 get right games. But there, the the way that these reports and going back to the D gun thing, it has me concerned. So so if you missed any of it, let's start with the the uh, Jeff McLean source on what they would like to see more out of Jalen Hurts. Here's Jeff McLean. Clearly, Hurts has so many of the intangibles to be an elite quarterback. Passing and running abilities, a genuine work ethic, and a willingness to do everything it takes to be the best. But team sources said the Eagles want their franchise quarterback to open himself up a little more in the locker room. Players like and respect Hurts. The team doesn't have to worry about him off the field. The Eagles want him to be authentic to himself, but they also need him to not isolate himself as much when a more outward leadership style is necessary, especially when the going gets tough. So that was the first thing that, mm-hmm. that I heard today about Jalen. and we I can talk, agree with that. And I think we can agree with that. Yep. Um, that's not a, a, a real big sign that the, the locker room is kind of uh, fra- uh, being fractured here. But you're hearing stuff about the quarterback, which we remember came out in, what, 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. and you start to have flashbacks to the Wentz era, and we know how that ended, and we don't want that to end that way here. And, and they feel comfortable saying this guy has to be more vocal. Well, what if he's not? Are you guys going to – like, what's going to happen in the locker room if he's not more vocal? He's never well, been – Well, the team will continue to struggle, and he'll lose the locker room. Like, that stuff has a way of continuing to grow if you don't change. That's why I said I like his message yesterday. It seems like maybe they got that message across to him. Yeah. You know, so that that's, that's one of those situations that I don't necessarily consider alarming. I'm actually more encouraged that – they recognize it if the if you believe the reports, somebody in, they recognize it in the building, and hopefully they've addressed it with him. And if he seems to be open to that idea, like yeah, I do need to be a little more um, open and welcoming, and 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 maybe do a little bit more leadership from a vocal standpoint, and maybe that does change the the climate in the room, right? Because I'm gonna tell you, dude, when you start losing games, everybody gets tight. Mm-hmm. Because this is a business where there aren't guaranteed contracts. So there are only a s- certain players who they know they have job security. But when you start losing, people, um, they, they start to lose job security. So one loss is one thing. Two losses, three losses, leave me. Nobody's walking around that building speaking. No. And, and in a jolly mood right now. 
right? And that includes coaches. Because if this thing doesn't get turned around, at the end of the year, there will be changes. And so that makes everybody tight. So it helps when, when, when you have somebody in his position to sort of calm everybody down. I go back to what I said about Aaron Rodgers yep. when he threw out the R-E-L-A-X, like when he told everybody to relax. Well, he was also speaking to everybody in, in the Green Bay organization. Like, just relax. We got it. I got it. We're going to be fine. You may need something like that from Jalen. Part of being the face of the franchise. Yes. So that was interesting. There, the Jeff McClain podcast continued with, with this interesting quote uh, from A.J. Brown. While I was talking with A.J., I asked him about the supposed predictability of the offense. The teams are better at your plan this year. Or, you know, or do you think the defenses are just kind of like maybe catching up a little bit with what you guys do? For sure, for sure. I think uh, for me, well, I try to challenge, challenge guys, challenge coaches to continue to keep evolving because – Everybody else is. And we just trying to we trying to stick to who we truly are. But he's tough. So a very quick response when when asked about, you know, do you feel like opposing teams have caught up to you guys defensively? He said for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like I gotta be better, like I had to fumble, I had like it, it was a lot of I'm I'm telling the coaches that we gotta do this more, we gotta do that. I don't. I don't need wide receiver one being like, yeah, no, the teams have caught us, caught up to us, and that's because that's a that's an antenna raiser, I think, for a lot of people in the fan base. Yeah, but here's here's what I'll say to that. At least he said it, meaning that he didn't go and, and give some anonymous source and all of that stuff. He said he said it, and, that's, and it's not like people aren't saying that. Like Nick Sirianni almost agreed. Uh, when the Derek Gunn stuff came out and they asked Nick Sirianni about it, he didn't seem to have a problem with somebody telling Derek Gunn that. He didn't seem to have a problem with it. Which I thought was odd. I thought that was odd. I think yeah. the, the bigger takeaway was, are you okay with players doing that? Doing that, exactly. No, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying he didn't seem to – he didn't give us – he didn't give you this pushback like, no, our offense is this and that and the other and we've been doing this. So there may be some – like-minded thinking there from the coaches. And with A.J., like I said, he is unfiltered. You remember the quotes after the Super Bowl that I thought were kind of odd? But he said he knew that they were going to lose when they kicked the field goal. Yep. <laughs> so he – sometimes he just doesn't have a filter. He's just going to tell you what he thinks. Well, that's, that's, I think that's probably the, the reason why the, <laughs> a, him and, and, and Jalen had this scuffle on the sidelines or the, the conversation on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He just, he just reacts. He just reacts, yeah. And he, and he just goes. Yep. He's a very honest guy. Yeah. Now, he did say, we'll see, or you'll see, heading into the Cowboys game about the offense bouncing back. That didn't happen. <laughs> that, that did not happen. But still, again, doesn't scream, tighten it, we got this kind of unit. Mm-hmm. The last thing is is really what we played right before the break, and that is Josh Sweat. And uh, the, the, the quote that he gave Jeff McClain after the Cowboys game, here is Jeff McClain on Josh Sweat. The trickle-down effect of Hurts' contract extension and other big-money deals Roseman has given certain players has indirectly affected individual performance. Some players with expiring contracts or expanding deals might be incentivized to chase numbers at the expense of team success. Josh Wett's comments to me in Dallas suggested as much. After the loss to the Cowboys, he said, I'm not used to our group not taking care of each other when it comes to pressure. It's piling up, piling up, and I feel the season is slipping away from us and it's getting me upset. We've got to take care of each other. A team not taking care of each other is not conducive to winning football. 
Mm-hmm. And that's another player going on on the record. That's not anonymous Derek uh, Gunn. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather guys be on the record. Put your name behind it. Sure. That, that's good. So we know who it's, who it's coming from. Yep. But that doesn't make the, the message any less <laughs> true, any less concerning. Yep. And my biggest concern is not this talent on the team. They have enough talent on offense to go on a run here. I don't know how connected this Eagles team is. Nick Sirianni, one of his core principles is connectivity and, and being together. We're not seeing that right now. And I know they've lost a couple games in a row here, and I know that I've been questioning how good they are at ten and one. At the same time, they were ten and three, and now they are ten and four. Mm-hmm. They are a good football team. To be this fractured makes you feel like early in the season they weren't even together when they were winning all those games, and now they're losing games. All the the negative aspects of that is coming to light. I don't like this. It's not conducive to winning football to me. Well, and if it doesn't, if it leads to an early exit. Things going to get changed. Like, they know in the building where those issues lie. Nothing they can do about it right now. So if it leads to an early season-ending loss, then Jeffrey Lurie's going to make changes. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's never been an owner that's going to sit by and just yeah, let this kind of like, stuff happen. Like he's going to make changes. It just, you just wonder who, the, who are they targeting to get rid of. Is it players or coaches? And how, how big are the players that they would look to get out of the locker room if, this, if they do believe they have a locker room problem? I don't believe they believe they have a locker room problem. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't believe that. Now, that doesn't mean – see, when you see, I look at locker room problem is what it was in 18 and 19. That, to me, was a locker room problem because you had issues that were lingering that carried on for several years uh, with certain veteran players that you couldn't get rid of that continued to be an issue in the locker room was a divisive force. I don't know if there's any real divisive forces in the locker room. Like if we think about it, we 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 like most people would think this sort of revolves around AJ and Jalen. Like nobody else is. I mean, that what Josh Sweat said. I don't even know what he's talking about. Is he talking about Hassan Reddick, like chasing numbers? I don't know what that means. Guys in their final year of the contract. What does that mean? The two corners just got paid. Yeah, it felt like a leap. It felt like a leap to put that quote on Josh is saying that players are out for their own good. Yeah. It felt like a leap to me. I, it, well, he said it. Oh, you don't think that's what he was saying? Well, McClain, I think, tried to lead into saying oh, that's, I see what, what, you said. that's yeah. what Josh was saying. Right. The, the more gripping part to me was they, the pressure has hit this team and we're not staying together. we got to pick right. each other up. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't scream guys are out looking for the next contract. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because I just can't. I, I don't. I don't. I'm like, who over there is looking for another contract except for Hassan Reddick? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and Josh Sweat. Did, didn't Josh Sweat just get paid? A couple years ago. Oh, was it a couple? He's making, I think, $8 million this year. Ah. So, see, I didn't even realize that. Well, listen, I don't, I don't remember. I think he's had more offsides <laughs> and, and right. penalties than Well, yeah, sacks. yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be worried about contract right now. 
Either way, uh, I just I, I don't like a lot of this stuff coming out. Let's get to the Twitter question mm-hmm. brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Have you finished your holiday shopping? Visit Mark's Jewelers with gifts for every budget this holiday season. Details at marksivenjewelers.com. Do you believe this Eagles team can still turn around and go on a run this season? 66% of people are saying yes, and they are in the holiday spirit. That's two-thirds. There you go. Holiday spirit like running through the Delaware Valley. Caleb's in Delaware. What's happening, Caleb? Yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on? What are you doing, Caleb? What's up, Caleb? Hey, nothing. My side. I had to step off right quick. Uh, two things, man. I don't, I don't try to get it all out. I don't want to be long-winded or whatever. So I think it's two situations, two separate situations within the team. Um, defensive side, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're irritated with Slay. And to what y'all just said about Sweat, it was a play where um, I think we played Dallas, and they were saying that um, Hassan Reddick was like, he wasn't, he wasn't staying contained. Like, he, he just kept shooting the gap, and then the guy ran right past him. And he's like a lot of teams was recognizing that. But um, on another note, I want to piggyback off of what Yoshi said and why I feel like um, the Hurts and A.J. Brown thing is the real deal. See, like everybody asking the wrong question. They're asking if they're truly best friends or not. What I think is important is how long have they been best friends? Have they faced adversity as best friends? I think Jalen Hurts is non-confrontational. You get what I'm saying? Doesn't yep. mean he's soft or a punk or nothing like that. I know what you're but saying. I think, yeah. I think Lately, we all have agreed that when Hurts came out and he said the whole commitment thing, that was out of his character. A.J. Brown has been taking shots at him through the media. So I think that was his shot back at A.J. Brown. Like, hey, look, are you really truly committed? If we call a play for Smith, Smitty, are we going to worry about you pouting? If, we, if we're on the goal line, you know it's a tush-push. Are we going to worry about you pouting? Like, I think those things are real things. I think we're watching their friendship develop right in front of our eyes like I don't I, I mean I can't say how long they've been friends or nothing like that but I, I, I highly doubt they've been through things where a true best friend you like oh you know what through thick and thin I know we got each other back because to, be, to really call somebody your best friend and your brother you have to go through something with them yeah for you to feel like this is really my best friend and I don't think they went through nothing yet and I think that's what's going on and the last thing I'll say is the whole thing with the team wanting him to be um an outspoken leader that might be just their way of just telling him like look listen you need to go talk to AJ face-to-face. He's probably avoiding the conversation because he's non-confrontational. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that's their way of letting him know, like, hey, look. And then Hurt said, one more thing, I'll say this when I get off the phone. Hurt said in his media, um, in his, um, his pressure, something about different people being able to take leadership certain ways. So maybe it is AJ Brown that he's talking about where he knows, like, all right, if we're friends, AJ Brown's going to, you know, he's going to bump heads. He might not receive what I'm trying to say, take it and get better. He might just be like, all right, well, this will, you, you know, you're pointing things out because AJ, man, he's been taking shots at him in the media all, like, <laughs> like since, since you know, just telling all my quarterback missed the throw, you know, little things you don't have to say if that's your best friend. It's like you're putting them out there for us to run them over. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like that's, that's just my whole thing. Like, I, I, like, it's not a question of if they're best friends, it's how long have they been best friends. And I don't think they've been best friends long enough where they face some type of adversity, and this is the first adversity, and we're watching it right in front of our eyes. So their friendship, we're going to figure out how strong their friendship really is. All right. Hey, yeah. good call, Caleb. I, I'll say this. I don't think they – I'm pretty sure they've never been teammates before. Well, no, I think they became best friends on the recruiting trip when Jalen was trying to get AJ to, to uh, Alabama. Right. I think that's the that's – the, I think that's how it started. That, well, that's where the friendship started. Or maybe – no, yeah, that had to have been it. Uh, right? and that's where they met each other? Yeah, but obviously he ended up going to Ole Miss, and, and mm-hmm. that was whole, the, a moot point. It's not like they were childhood friends. Right. They kind of became friends mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the recruiting process, which – And, again, they never played with each other. They never been teammates. So it's sometimes it's easier – 
It's like being friends with somebody and then they become roommates. You become roommates and you're like, hold on, man. Like, I didn't know you was this nasty. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't clean up after yourself. You, 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 you're up all night. The TV's loud. Yeah, we can be friends. We can't live together. Yeah. So you, you, you wonder if playing together, because AJ, AJ had this sort of personality also in Tennessee. And I think Tennessee didn't know how to handle AJ in Tennessee. And that's why they were kind of okay with moving on from him. Well, you come here, and it's supposed to be like a marriage made in heaven, so you almost are stuck together. But, again, they never played together. So the stuff that A.J. may have been used to doing when it comes to quarterbacks throwing him the ball or playing in different offenses, he thinks he can still get away with doing that, doing those types of things. Because his guy's the quarterback. Because his guy's the quarterback. But Jalen's – I think Jalen is a is a team – like, whatever it takes to win guy. Of course he is. Yes. Of course he is. And, and I agree with Caleb. He's more of a non-confrontational player. And if, he, if he's feeling like he's being challenged or he's being questioned or his leadership is being questioned or he's being called out or thrown under the bus by somebody who's supposed to be a good friend of his, maybe they don't know how to – he doesn't know how to reconcile that. And, and he's feeling – Odd, because it's like, okay, we're supposed to be good friends and everybody else perceives us as good friends, but we're awkward around each other right now. Yeah. Like, like how much palling around do they do? Do they go out to dinner on Friday nights together? Are they inviting each other over to each other's homes? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. These are things that quarterbacks usually do. They usually take their linemen out or they take the wide receivers out. That's, that's usually what quarterbacks do. Do you think Jalen Jalen is comfortable in this situation? I don't think he is. I just like you look at his career from go back to Alabama, right? Like he was a freshman at Alabama, but he was kind of viewed as an underdog there, right? People were calling mm-hmm. for his job. He got benched, went to Oklahoma, came here as a second round pick. He's always kind of been the plucky underdog guy that people can rally around. This is really the first time in his career that he's like the true alpha dog on top that everyone turns to. I guess the one time he was the alpha dog was was before he got benched for Tua. I mean he was the star on that team. He'd been to a national championship. He was, mm-hmm. but I, too, was the five-star, you know, I guess hot-shot recruit mm-hmm. and, and kind of took his job. I don't know. Like, the, the quote earlier in the week about – Well, the, he was the dog. He was the number one dog in, in Oklahoma. He was a Heisman runner-up. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Kennedy Brooks as his running back. Was an equal yeah, and, and CD. Yep. But uh, yeah, CD Lamb is his wide out. But AJ, I mean, AJ, the, the quote earlier in the week or the thing he tweeted out about how, like, quarterbacks got to make the throw, basically. Like yeah. that, this whole thing, it's probably the biggest thing that I, I, I we need to see play out these last little this last little stretch and heading into the postseason is those two relationships. I think there's gonna be a microscope on it now. Well, I think I think the caller was right. That may be where a lot of this stuff is sort of harbored at is with those two, right? And it just impacts everybody else. And it does on offense. Yeah. Because he, he's feeling like i got to get the ball to that guy or else he's going to be mad. Uh, I, and I hate to draw the comparisons or what have you, but we know we, we've all lived through it. You know, you go back to T.O. and Donovan. You know, when they when they weren't necessarily on the same page, that impacts everybody else on that side of the ball because everybody feels awkward. Right? Oh, can I go pal around with him? Are you going to get upset if I'm over here hanging out with him? Is he over there talking about me? Like that, like that. I don't know if it's gotten to that, but – it would it would make sense for a lot of the the, the it would make the, sense the struggles on offense. Yep, it just would. And some of the, the weird deep shots that that out of nowhere early in the season they were connecting on them. It was fine early yes. in the season. It was like throw it up to AJ. He'll go make a play. Defenses have kind of taken that away. 
and, and now it's, it feels like they're forcing it to AJ rather than letting it work within the offense. Let's uh, sneak in John in Delaware. What's happening, John? Hey, fellas. Great show. So what I don't get, nobody's talking about, if they're winning, we don't have this problem, right? To win, it's easier to get the ball to AJ on slant routes, right? Just like Brady and Gronk. Who's going to stop him on the short stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jalen Jalen's smart enough. Like he just had a game winner when uh, Elliott kicked the field goal to tie the game. They won it in overtime. All you got to do is the same play. He's got more money than AJ. He shouldn't have to take any crap. Say, dude, we're just going to win, and this is how we're going to do it, period. Yeah, but that's – I, I kind of think that's how he probably does think about it and operate. But, but <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing in the ball. <laughs> well, here's right? the other, well, here's the other thing I'm worried about, John, or I'm not sure about. Are, are plays being called to where they have to get A.J. the ball? Meaning, are the coaches calling these plays so that A.J. is the number one option? In these situations. Well, and when we're talking about commitment, right? I mean, has there been instances where they call these screens and AJ's not engaged in blocking? I mean, we're seeing what's happening with George Pickens out in out in Pittsburgh right now, where he's right. just not really into it because he doesn't want to get hurt. I mean, um, like, is AJ is he committed to this ball is going to Devontae? I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be still involved in the play. I mean, remember Gardner Minshew in the, in the play against the Saints last year, where he's like, yeah, I thought he was going. I thought he was going to go to me long, and he went to me short or whatever. What well, that slant route that got picked off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's been little things like this. Maybe the commitment quote was about AJ, and, and if he is buying into what they're kind of selling him on the offense. Yeah, well, he's got to buy in because what's happening now is not working. You know, they got to go back to the short stuff that gets the ball out quick, and just like everybody's doing to them, it's not rocket science. Yeah, it's not rocket science, and we'll see what they do on 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 Monday. I mean, Wink Martindale is a traditional kind of blitz heavy guy. The Eagles have struggled against the blitz uh, these last little bit here, but you know now we're, as we're continuing to try to piece this thing together. The long the the plays are long developing. Is that to get AJ open down the field? The hero ball escaping the pocket is that to get plays to AJ down the field? It's 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 really interesting right now. Um, and, and hopefully on Monday we see them moving more in the uh, the right direction offensively. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. It's a Friday top five at five. Tucker Bagley is uh, taking the reins coming up next. He will have a top five for us. And don't miss 530, the meet off, as you try to win a Deaton Watson uh, uh, holiday gift round sack. two, round two. <laughs> Hopefully, it goes better than round one. Uh, Tucker Bagley's top five five coming up next here on the afternoon show on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.